How confident are you in Syracuse football after week one? Week two quickly approaching here. Owen and I going to take a deep dive on the team, decide how confident we are in each position group. It's on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Wednesday episode. Hope you're all having a wonderful Wednesday thus far. Thank you to LinkedIn Jobs for sponsoring this episode. You are the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, Owen and I talking about our confidence levels in Syracuse football, uh, specifically its position groups. We're going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver slash tight end, offensive line, defensive line, linebacking core, defensive back. So seven positions, one through seven. Um, My hot take, Owen, is that our last and our first position groups will be the same i don't know if that's going to be accurate you've we, we some pre-pod antics have have uh arisen but yeah i don't know what we're going to see here from mr valentine so maybe that's not my hot take i don't know what's coming out of your mouth here but let's start seven we'll both give our sevens and then we'll go six and six five and five four and four and we'll get to the top what is your seven mine i sorry i'm going to tell you mine first mine is the offensive line uh, we're, we're on the same page now. Uh, I okay. had, for those of you listening at, at home or watching at home, there was there was a mental lapse before we jumped on, and that wasn't the case. Uh, let's say we we restarted this episode about two and a half minutes in, uh, the first time through. So we are back. We're in agreement with the O line. Uh, it's not even that big of a negative for them, I think, because there were some things that I saw that I liked, and I mean. When you look at the the numbers in the fact that what was he uh, Schrader sacked twice? I don't know the answer. yeah. I don't think he was, he was sacked, sacked was two he? times. Really? Two sacks technically. I don't remember. Both attributed to uh, to Ashton Galat. Um, I, I'll take that in terms of sack numbers. Um, but sure. what I oh, will I not take, and we will uh, we will discuss this. I'm sure is is the penalties and the, the consistent penalties. Uh, that you saw from this line and that's where uh, that's where the the lack of confidence is at this point I think it's very recoverable lack of confidence right now because there were some things that I saw out of them that I was I was pretty you know pleased with to quote Sean Tucker but I think that whenever you look at the the total number of penalties and the number of yards unfortunately for Syracuse they actually escaped relatively scot-free from that number of penalties, because that could be, you know, in games moving forward in bigger games against tougher competition, uh, those numbers are, you know, going to be way more drive ending and are going to play, you know, a heck of a lot more dividends uh, as you go down the stretch in these games. Totally. 
obviously, it is the penalties that put the the offensive line down there. But you know, also, I think it's worth talking about how bad Carlos Vettorello was at times. The one sack I remember, or maybe. I don't think maybe I do remember both of them, but I was too excited in the win. I was trying not to focus on negatives that night. Um, I do remember Vettorello just completely missed a block, like absolutely completely missed a block. And that offensive line is relatively young. Uh, Dakota Davis and Vettorello have been there for a really long time. And Bergeron's not a spring chicken either necessarily. Um, But, you know, those guys are the veterans of the line. And for Vettorello to be letting me down, uh, I mean, he's he's easily the weak link, I think. Um, and, uh, of course, the snap infraction, the false start on the center somehow, you know, the whole bit. Veterello, he, he hurt me. Um, and he hurts his own team in my confidence ranking. So O-line going seventh, I don't think is crazy. I'm still, I don't think they're terrible, of course. I think no. they are re- relatively good. Um, they just got to iron out those penalties. Maybe uh, tell Carlos that there's another guy behind him that wants his job. Maybe that gets him going. I don't know if there is, but just tell him it anyway um, and see if that helps out. Okay, let's go to our number six. This is where things get interesting. I, for the listeners, what I was saying before the pod was I think number one's easy, number seven's easy, and then everything in between is totally up for grabs. Like, it's it. I don't know what – I don't know what we're going to say. Um I've got wide receivers here. Two for two together. Okay. Okay. We're together. Wow. Um, I think, you know, I think this one is pretty standard. I mean, they weren't bad, but you know, three drops that hurts. Um, And the thing is, and the thing that comes with this offense is that it's rarely going to give you like a really flashy, like deep catch. Like it's not always going to happen. Like, most of the passes that Schrader's going to complete are going to be little uh, curl routes or little out routes and stuff like that. Um, nothing bananas, no deep balls, or very rarely a deep ball. Um, so that's that's going to hurt you in terms of confidence level. But at the same time, like I don't know necessarily that there's an incredible amount of talent here. I will say Devon Cooper in that game showed yeah. me more than I thought he had. He showed 100%. me more than I thought he had. So uh, I will give some credit to Devon Cooper. He does boost their ranking a little bit, even though it's still at six. I, I agree. This is, you know, the, it's, it's by no means a receiving core that showed that it's incredible uh, against Louisville, despite, you know, great, good passing numbers in this game. I looked at the receivers. You said it, the three drops. Uh, Devon Cooper did pleasantly surprise me. And, and from the get-go, uh, and I, I still want to see some more out of this receiving core. And that's where I think my low confidence is right now is there wasn't truly anything all too spectacular that really jumped off the page for me or anything of that nature. And I think that's sort of where I sat low on the confidence meter with them. There's not really, you know, a ton that that I saw out of them. And I, I look at, you know, there's what 241 total receiving yards and, you know, 84 of them are Sean Tucker and that's, you know, no disrespect to Sean, but this is a receiving core that, you know, combined for what, hundred and 160 yards. Yeah. But they that's, did their job, you know, they did their I, job, I'm okay. I just, I, I don't know. I don't and honestly, if the drops go away, I don't care that they only have that many yards. Like that's fine with me because yeah. the only reason that 
like this offense is hint, it's totally contingent on Sean Tucker, right? Every yeah. single defense, every single week is working on how are we going to contain that guy? How are we going to make it so he doesn't beat us every single play? Um, and they, and what they did last year was they just forced Syracuse to pass, and they couldn't a lot of the time. That was the the whole thing in the Clemson game, and the reason they couldn't muster anything was that rarely could they throw the ball down the field. Now, Trevor Pena scores like a 61-yard touchdown in that game, yeah. but uh, pretty much the rest of the game, they couldn't complete a pass. So and there was a lot of that last year. So this year, that not being the case in week one led them to the victory. Uh, and if that's all they need, that's all they need, and I don't care. I, I see. I, I think your your rationalization there, I, I do agree with in that this is a different story. If you get rid of the three drops and say, you know, they caught the ball, they did their thing, there weren't any drops, and they combined for 160 yards. Uh, with the drops, I I, I bring that into play. I, I just, I, I want to see something from this group. I want to see that route or that catch or just that one little spark that says that this this group is ready because there were a ton of question marks with this group going into the year. And I think there still are a good number of question marks with this group going into week two, as there probably will be going into week three and, and so on for the first couple of weeks of this season. Uh, I, I liked a few of the things that I saw. I, I want to see a little bit more, uh, hence my, my lower confidence rating on that. Uh, this is not a low, low confidence rating, I don't think. I don't think after that week one, like I'm really sitting here it's saying I have no confidence in anyone. Average. Yeah, it's it's low. They got to prove it to me in week three to, be honest, to some of these other groups. I don't really care about what they do next week because it's or this week. Like I do, but yeah. I don't because it's UConn. Like they're going to have to prove it to me against Purdue. All right. Anyway, uh, let me read a quick advertisement. LinkedIn coming at you. Uh, as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we roll on here on Lockdown Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte and Valentine with you. Uh, we've done the seven and six spots, and we're moving on swiftly. Uh, this is where things get dicey, and I wrote here A, B, because they're almost, almost on the same platter. Uh, my five and my four. I will give you the five, and it is the defensive line. Bones, I want to disagree. I can't. Now we we're now on the same page three times in a row. But I think we're we're going to fluctuate on my next pick. I'm pretty confident okay. in that. Um, I I, I liked <laughs> what I saw out of the D line. Okay. In this game, for Good. the most part, I still am not one hundred. Really glad you didn't sold. put them last. That's all I'm saying. 
yeah okay spoiler i i yeah that's where they started for me okay it, it happens i had a, a little mental issue it's been a long day we're good we're good we're back <laughs> i now have them where i think is properly ranked at fifth in my confidence meter i i want this is similar to the wide receivers and that i want to see more uh i i loved what i saw uh, at, at times from this group, I just want to see, is that sustainable? Uh, and that's where the lack of confidence is, is there were a lot of questions with this group and I, I, I still look at them and I, I, I'm not sure exactly where I stand when I look at what they can do and what they have done. Um, they, you know, are the beneficiaries in my eyes of a phenomenal game out of Steve Linton, who, as we discussed yesterday, uh you know is he a lineman or a d lineman is he a linebacker he's sort of that tweener the the d line is the beneficiary of of that performance in my eyes i don't think they played a terrible game um but i i was looking for for a little bit more uh out of them and and i i just want to see if if that's a consistent thing or if that was really just the the defensive scheme worked against that Louisville team in, in keeping Malik Cunningham in check. And maybe you could say, you know, oh, and that's stupid because, you know, it was the D-line and their performance that kept Malik in check. Uh, come at me if you want to. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take it if you want to disagree like that. But I just – I do really not know what this D-line is yet. I don't know what that identity is. I don't know what they can do or how sustainably they can do it. Uh, so that's where my my confidence is lower uh, on them in that regard at this point. Another one where they just got to prove it to me again. Um, yeah. Some people were asking us, like, is this just a, a situation where Louisville is bad and that's why they won so big? Or is Syracuse actually good? Um, we might get into that more later this week. But yeah. part of my, my confidence level here is that they just got to prove it to me again. Same thing with the the wide receivers. Like a really good young group of guys who didn't have playing time last year or so much. Chukwu and Ogachukwu and uh, Lockett and Linton did a little bit. But Jatia Skier, of course, new guy, redshirt freshman. um, He didn't, but he played well. So there's a lot to like on this defensive line. I just want to see it again. But, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to find out a lot about this team in the next 2 weeks uh yeah. the personality of what they're going to be how good is that defensive line going to be every week week in week out so we'll find out uh, but all right let's move on to number 4 on the list i you so you think you're confident that we're going to disagree here i hope so or else it's a boring <laughs> episode okay i've got quarterback <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was my hot take. <laughs> okay. I just want to say, actually, it makes sense. I was just going to say, uh, whatever. But say why do you have, why do you have Garrett here? I have Garrett here because I look at, and I'm going to throw the PFF grade aside that said he was the best quarterback in college football this week. Uh, because I, I see Garrett this week. And I do not want to say this as a knock on his performance because he did run for 104 yards 
I am saying this in terms of my confidence in Schrader's passing. Uh, and, and that is because I knew going into the season that he can run for a hundred yards in certain games. Uh, and I, I wanted to see what I could see out of his passing. And I used this earlier than I wanted to, uh, probably unwarranted as you brought up. And when I brought up the, you know, the passing statistics outside of the running backs, Schrader and this grade and these numbers is very much a beneficiary of a screen pass to Sean Tucker. And, and that's where my lower confidence is, despite the fact that numbers wise, he had an outstanding game uh, against Louisville. I see that, you know, he, he dumped the ball to a wide open. Yeah. He did look, he did look to the left at the receivers running wrong, but he, he did his job to, to a T. He looked away the safety fine. Uh, but what I see in terms of me having high confidence in Garrett Schrader is a little bit more execution on that middle to long range ball. I know Garrett Schrader can throw the ball 10 yards. Uh, I did like that he looked off the defense and, and provided, you know, he, he got the safety to bite uh, to the left side of the field, which inevitably lets Sean score. But he did throw the ball four yards to Sean Tucker and Sean runs 55. Uh, so that's where my lower confidence is. Uh, this is, again, not a knock on Garrett Schrader's performance. I don't want that to be the interpretation of why I have him four or why I'm saying that the confidence isn't as high as it might be. My confidence is, or my lower confidence is I saw him throw a fade over Max Meng's head completely on the first drive uh, that I would have liked to see a better throw on one of his only longer passes of the day in terms of true distance. Uh, and he threw behind someone else, like two steps behind, and it was just, it, it shouldn't have been a difficult pass, and it it became one. Uh, so I just, I, I wanted to see something in terms of a longer pass that really worked okay. and him sort of airing it out. And that's why my confidence, it has him at four. Uh, and I think it's, it's a slightly elevated confidence to where I was on him going into the year. But it's just, I, I didn't see enough in terms of where my concerns were in this game to bring him up any more than I did. I think we, you're a little bit more nitpicky than I am on him. I, I'm okay. I'm I'm very happy with what he did on Saturday. Um, yes, I don't want. He was that really to be the good. Message that I thought he was bad. I'm okay, I don't, but like I don't I'm okay so. with him missing a couple passes. Like that's fine with me. Um, he did his job better than he's ever done it. That that sure. was why he was graded so highly. He did his job Saturday better than he's ever done it, um, and probably about as good as he can do it. I just don't know if that's a flash in the pan, I mean, similar answer to the other ones, but it's true. Like, I don't know how many we're going to get that look like that. You know, like we yeah. might week five, we might be like, remember what he did week one? Like, why can't he do that again? Like that could be a reality, which again, I don't want, but it could happen. Um, that was the time. I think Vito he's reality. good. Yeah. Remember what totally. he did against North Carolina. Remember what he did against and NC, NC state? state. Yeah. And then he couldn't do it ever again. Um, Different situation because Schrader played a whole season and yeah. now he kind of looks like he put it together. But still, um, Schrader, he looked a lot better week one than we've ever seen him. I just want to see what he does against a better defense. So I guess yes. we'll find out. I also, I nitpicked him and he's four in comparison to three very solid groups. Uh, so that's not even, I did nitpick him, but I, I don't want 
this four and my nitpickiness to be a true lack of confidence because I, I don't lack confidence in him at this point. I just, as you said, I, I don't know if that's the new reality with Garrett Schrader or if that worked out against a, a Louisville team or a Louisville defense with a ton of brand new pieces uh, and, and a situation that just ended up working out well. So it, it is the cop out that we're going to use because it is true and that, you know, we have a small sample size right now. And these are immediate reaction sort of confidence levels. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to throw Garrett Schrader to prove it right now and just show me that I'm wrong and that I should be gleaming into confidence right now uh, because that is, that's what I want to see. I want to see that this is, this is the new Garrett Schrader and this is what we'll see uh, game in and game out out of him, which I would, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a fun year if that's what we're about to strap in for. Yeah. All right, we got to get the last three out relatively quickly here. My next one's defensive backs. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I thought we'd disagree there. Uh, DBs are really good, though. Uh, I will, I want to say that my top three, like, I'm all incredibly confident in. Like, it's not a huge difference. Yeah. Um, DBs are awesome. I mean, Garrett, Garrett's so good. Deuce was great. Nobody even threw to Deuce. Like, they were fantastic. Like, that, that another position group where i think they've played about as well as they've played all year they got beat on one play all night and it was a trick play like that that's it so yeah. and they recovered I and think, made a stop yeah and, and and they they stood them up uh not entirely them it was the defensive line the linebackers that helped out too but they helped to stand them up on on uh the goal line so it worked out um of course so I the, uh, the garrett pick was great your too. your your two is now the linebackers right Yes, my two is the linebackers, and I'll tell so you why. I'll, yeah, give me that, and then I'll tell you why I had it flip-flop. Okay. My two is the linebackers because the linebackers have Michael Jones, and Michael Jones is the most confident player on the field probably when he's on it, which means Sean Tucker's not on it. Um, and he is the biggest leader on the team, and he leads by example, and I don't think it honestly – I don't know that it necessarily matters who's playing around him in the linebacking core, whether it's Derek McDonald or Stefan Thompson. I'm not saying those guys are equating talent, but I am saying that Michael Jones is going to bring him up regardless. So I think Derek McDonald has some learning to do this week. He's getting an opportunity. He probably didn't think he was going to have, but Michael Jones is going to do whatever he can, and he's going to make sure it happens uh, that he's ready for game day and he's going to play the kind of football that Michael needs him to because without it, this defense is lesser and Michael won't let that happen. Um, also, Marlo is an absolute dog uh, and I just love Marlo. He's a running back playing linebacker and that's just awesome. Uh, but Michael, he's the man, dude. He is the absolute man and I could never pick against him. All right. I, I had it flip-flopped because of one variable and I like that you have you know Michael Jones sort of trumping that variable which I think we both know where I'm going here I look at Derek McDonald and I look at a guy who had a very very solid very very good first game uh, this is a point that Dino brought up in his Monday presser they're going to play UConn next week that should be a cakewalk that means Derek McDonald now has two games of footage. Was Derek McDonald's interception, you know, a lack of they don't know what it 
you know, Derek McDonald has to offer. Uh, lack of footage on him, a lack of film on that whole situation, right? You study a linebacker group that you expect to, you know, be one of the best in the ACC. And I, I think they they take a hit in, in dropping to Derek McDonald. And I, I don't want to disrespect him because we've been very high on him, you especially, this preseason. Uh, and to see that sort of come to fruition week one with an interception is pretty cool. But I, I just am not sure what happens week three. When you give Purdue two weeks of footage on McDonald, what that means in terms of this linebacking core. I think Michael Jones will do as good a job as anyone in college football to cover up the discrepancy uh, as you go down to Derek McDonald. And it's not, I don't think Derek's that bad, though. I don't I think don't, he is I don't think bad, he's as exploitable as you're making him sound. I just I, – I look at, as you said, I look at a secondary that – that played a really, really, really good game and a defensive backs group that played a very good game. And as you said, got beat on one play and recovered. Uh, I look at Garrett, I look at Deuce and the corners, and I, I just, I, I am so confident in those two. Uh, and I liked what I saw out of Justin Barrett. I liked what I saw out of John Carter. Totally fair. Um, I, I just, I think when I put these two together, and I had them pretty evenly ranked going into week one. And one group takes a, a hit on a third of its group. And the other group is five for five, still healthy. That's why the confidence is truly higher in my mind. But Stefan's uh, a huge hit. I'm not saying he's not, but yeah, I also and I don't, think... I don't want my, my lower confidence to be taken as a hit on Derek McDonald either. I just think okay. that it's, I, I look at a group that brings back all five versus a group that brings back two out of three with a guy that had a good week one as the third. And I, I think that is a very, a very, very close battle. And I just went with the healthier group in order to, uh, that's fair to no, solve. That's totally that fair. I think they're both totally justifiable. Okay. And we both have Sean one, obviously, because he is the best college running back uh, in the country. Um, shout out to LaQuint. He's a part of this. Shout out LaQuint. Yep, and Juwan Price, I bet you, plays against UConn, so we're going to see what they have in him as well. They get um, loopholed into the number one confidence group. Facts. Totally true. Also, like the other four running backs you don't know the name of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that does it for your Wednesday episode of Locked On Syracuse. We will be back tomorrow. I guarantee it. Tell uh, me I was wrong I don't know today. necessarily. Hit me in the comments. What? Tear me apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, tear one apart. Um, yeah, it's been a rough day. Tear me down. <laughs> Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go make your second listen, the ultimate pro football preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. It starts tomorrow. So exciting. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from your guy, Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Foot Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get those podcasts you listen to. Uh, I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. We'll see you tomorrow.